The outside door swung open suddenly, letting a cloud of steam into the small hot kitchen. Charlie Moore, a milk pail in one hand, a lantern in the other, closed the door behind him with a bang, set the pail on the table, and stamped the snow from his feet. "'There's the milk, and I near froze getting it,' he said, addressing his partner, who was chopping potatoes in a pan on the stove. "'Those fried potatoes was burnt,' said the other, wielding his knife vigorously. "'All right. Why didn't you watch him instead of reading your old Scandinavian paper?' answered Charlie, hanging his overcoat and cap behind the door and laying his mitten under the stove to dry. Then he drew up a chair and with much exertion pulled off his heavy felt boots and stood them beside his mittens. "'Why didn't you shut the gate after you came in from town? Cows got out and went up to Ronnie's, and I had to chase them. Tain't any joke running around after cows such a night as this.' Having relieved his mind of its grievance, Charlie sat down before the oven door and opened it, laid a stick of wood along its outer edge and thrust his feet into the hot interior, propping his heels against the stick. "'Look out for these here biscuits!' exclaimed his partner anxiously. "Oh, hang the biscuits!' was Charlie's hasty answer. "'I'll watch him. Why didn't you?' "'I think I forget him.' "'Well, you don't want to forget. A feller forgot his clothes once, and he got froze. "'I guess those tolerers catch in the spring snowstorm.' "'Vas those biscuits done, Charlie?' "'You bet they are, Nels,' replied Charlie, looking into the pan. "'Then sober was ready. Yum on!' Nels picked up the frying pan and Charlie the biscuits and set them on the oilcloth-covered table, where a plate of butter, a jar of plum jelly, and a coffee pot were already standing. Outside the frozen kitchen window the snow-covered fields and meadows stretched, glistening and silent away to the dark belt of timber by the river.' Along the deep-rutted road in front, a belated lumber wagon passed slowly, the wheels crunching through the packed snow with a wavering, incessant shriek. The two men hitched their chairs up to the table and without ceremony helped themselves liberally to the steaming food. For a few moments they seemed oblivious to everything but the demands of hunger. The potatoes and biscuits disappeared with surprising rapidity, washed down by large drafts of coffee. These men, laboring steadily through the short daylight hours and the dry, cold air of the Dakota winter, were like engines whose fires had burned low. They were taking fuel. Presently, the first keen edge of appetite satisfied, they ate more slowly, and Nell, straightening up with a sigh, spoke, I seen Sigurd in town today. He wants one hundred fifty for those team. Come down, eh? commented Charlie. Well, they're worth that. Well, we'd better take them, Nels. We need them in the spring if we're going to break the North Forty. "'Yes, it's a nice team,' agreed Nels. "'He was driving home today.' "'Is he hauling corn?' "'No, he had his kids up getting Christmas presents.' "'Oh, by gracious, tomorrow's Christmas.' Nels nodded solemnly, as one possessing superior knowledge. Charlie became thoughtful. "'Well, sort of slim on it here, I reckon, Nels. "'Christmas ain't right somehow out here. "'Back in Wisconsin where I came from, that's where you get your Christmas.' Charlie spoke with an unswavering prejudice of mankind for the land of his birth. Y'all does been right. In the old country, days having great times, Christmas. Their thoughts were all bent now upon the holiday scene of the past. As they finished the meal and cleared away and washed the dishes, they related incidents of their boyhood's time, compared, reiterated, and embellished. As they talked, they grew jovial and laughed often. The ski broke and you went over kerplunk, huh? <laughs> that reminds me one time in Wisconsin. Something of the joyous spirit of the Christmas tide seemed to have entered into this little farmhouse set in the midst of a lonely white field. In the hearts of these men moving about in their dim-lighted room was re-echoed the joyous murmur of the great world without. 
The gaiety of the throngs in city streets where the brilliant shop windows rich with holiday spoils smiled out upon the passing crowd. And the clang of street cars and roar of traffic mingled with the cries of street vendors. The work finished, they drew their chairs to the stove and filled their pipes, still talking. Well, well, said Charlie, after a laugh occasioned by one of Nell's droll stories had subsided. It's nice to think of those old times, and hate to have been one of those kids that can't have any fun, Christmas or any other time. I guess there ain't anybody much that don't have something these times of year. Oh, yes, there is, Nels, you bet there are. Charlie nodded at his partner with serious conviction. Now there's the Ronnies. He waved his pipe over his shoulder. The old man told me tonight when I was up after the cows that he sold all the crops except what they used for feeding, wheat and corn and everything, and some hogs besides. And ain't got hardly enough now for feed and clothes for all that family.